take a walk, ride, stroll, or just listen as you take hold and engage because you are now entering the Cerebral Podcast. The wordplay of the day. Social security was not very secure, especially when I had to show up at their offices to avoid disability fraud. Ironically, the agency threatened to take away my sense of agency because my crutches and resume didn't add up. My disability didn't make sense to some people. Therefore, I had to show up in person. More irony. Even after I showed up at the Social Security office in 2006 to prove my disability, I almost slipped and fell because of unsafe and wet floors. The thought of the day comes from Greek philosopher Aristotle. He has been called the father of logic. He said, The ultimate value of life depends on the power of contemplation rather than mere survival. Hello friends and welcome back to The Cerebral Podcast. In this podcast I have talked about disability devices and literary devices. For me, cerebral palsy is an oxymoron. I grew up before the ADA when I used a 6T formula of think, trust, tool, try, test, and train. Because of oxymorons, I have tried to look for ironies in my life. I also have used different ideas around the scope of risk, the agile mindset, and psychological safety from different aspects of my life and career. I've used different characteristics to enhance my own sense of character. Before we get deeper into this episode about Social Security, I want to thank listeners in Australia, France, South Africa, and the United States. This is episode 111. Thank you for joining me today. And for those returning listeners, thank you for sticking with me on this literary and literal crutch journey. I invite you to listen for one or two things that you can take away from this episode. Now, let's both take hold and engage. In this week's Rite of Passage Experiences, or ROPE, I am talking about Social Security. For me, Social Security has often been hard. I have usually felt socially insecure. For most of my life, it's been up to me to figure out my own needs. Beyond that, I have also needed to explain to my classmates, friends, and family members what my needs are. Back in the 1970s and 1980s, reasonable accommodation didn't exist. Causing good trouble is an oxymoron popularized by the civil rights movement and John Lewis. To me, good trouble meant... Don't cause a problem because by causing a problem, I could easily become a problem. Becoming a problem sometimes meant that just by being in the way or not moving fast enough, I would be left behind. 
standing up for myself in social situations had the risk of me not being understood. Combine that with peer pressure and I often chose to marginalize myself. Being on the sidelines meant not only that I was safe, but also it meant that being safe took the pressure off of teachers and other kids. By me watching, it also relieved pressure within myself not to participate. For me, participating meant that I needed to figure out how I could fit in. It also meant that I needed to figure out how not to cause a problem in my environment. In gym or physical education, I needed to figure out how to fit in without also embarrassing myself too much. I had to worry about not only losing my own balance, but I also had to worry about not getting in the way or tripping other people. For me, all these things meant massive social insecurity. I was already a lightning rod of cumulative confusion. I sacrificed social mobility for my own peace of mind or psychological safety. Minimizing my own needs or wants made things easier for those without disabilities to comprehend. Dignity of risk came with figuring out psychological safety and the scope of risk to make sure things were safe. One of my questions was, could other people without disabilities handle me? Could the situation deal with all my physical needs? Many times, situations became an oxymoron of creative survival. It also became faster and easier and better for me to adapt or assimilate. My disability and my crutches sometimes became a hot potato. Sometimes I didn't know how to coolly or properly handle my disability. When a disability problem came up, I not only had to deal with my own cognitive dissonance or misunderstanding, but I also had to deal with many other people's misunderstandings at the same time. Ironically, even as an adult, I had to worry about the impact of Social Security. The Social Security Administration is quite literally a government agency that provides disability insurance. Quite literally, with and by their own assigned Social Security numbers. Sometimes because of my success and unusual journey, Social Security didn't understand how someone with my moderate success could have a disability. And more importantly, I was born with cerebral palsy. A number of times in my adult life, I have been accused of disability fraud. This is because it was easier for me to prove my disability than for state and federal agencies to update their records. Before the COVID-19 pandemic, in-person proof was not only expected, but it was also required. Not showing up meant losing benefits or having the possibility of getting sued. Those threats caused me to sometimes miss work or have to explain to my family how I got into to a difficult situation. Having to defend myself to my conservative family also had its own complications. These complications were around physical differences, emotional security, and financial irresponsibility, all triangulated around the suspicion of disability fraud. Dealing with the cognitive dissonance of my disability is enough. 
Dealing with other people's cognitive dissonance is often overwhelming. Don't let state or government agencies take away your sense of agency. It is the agency's responsibility to guide people through the agency process. This is why I have focused so much of this podcast on the dignity of risk, the scope of risk, an agile mindset, and psychological safety. Sometimes, by me even asking for help, it has invited judgment, marginalization, and even intimidation for something I was simply born with. Were there one or two things that you could lean into or learn from? There are more episode resources in the show notes. Thank you for allowing me to be a voice inside your head. Please share this podcast with someone you know. Were there one or two specific things that you learned or liked? Would you mind joining and sharing it on the Cerebral Podcast Facebook group? You can listen to the show on Podbean, iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify, or wherever you find your podcasts. Thank you to the listeners who support the show on the Cerebral Podcast Facebook group. I invite you to join the group. You can also email the show at thecerebralpodcast at gmail.com or send questions, comments, or ideas for the show. And remember, it takes effort to be vulnerable, be accountable, and be respectful in the way you treat others and yourself. You can be the biggest variable in your life when you take ownership. Now, take hold, engage in your world. You are now leaving the Cerebral Podcast. I never give up. I never give up.